0: Hello and welcome into the Birds and Braves podcast. I'm Luke Winstall. Thank you all for tuning in. Today, I talked with Joe Patrick, a Braves reporter for 92.9 The Game, a local radio station here in Atlanta. My main goal of the show was to talk with Joe about the Atlanta Braves trade deadline, to preview it, talk about what would make sense, and any other questions in between. I started out in the first half of the show asking Joe questions to try to get a sense and a feel of what he thinks about the Atlanta team and what he thinks the Braves have currently. After that, I dove into the second part of the show where I was asking him, okay, who should the Braves get at the trade deadline? What would make sense in terms of a deal for two teams? Are there any untouchable prospects for Atlanta? What can they afford to give up? And are there any players that you would like to see Atlanta acquire? So we talked about all those different things. I hope you enjoy the show. Please be sure to follow the podcast on social media, at BirdsBravesPod. And now here's my interview with Joe. All right, Joe, thank you for joining me on the Birds and Braves podcast. How are you doing?
1: I'm great, Luke. Thanks for having me on your show.
0: You're welcome. I wanted to talk about the Braves today. First off, starting with their rotation, I know it's been a little bit inconsistent at times, but after last night, how does the rotation look to you especially with Kevin Gossman kind of saying, okay, he's back. What does it look like right now?
1: Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. His performance was so good, it almost feels like it is potentially kind of a wrench. that It could throw a wrench in things because he's giving you now, he showed a performance last night coming back from injury that uh, maybe you didn't expect or maybe, you know, it was more than you expected, better than you expected. So um, it's a really interesting time for the Braves right now because they've got him They've also got a guy in Mike Fultanevich, who we might talk about later, who you know has had his struggles. Obviously, mentally is kind of one of the reason he's down in Triple A right now. But he's a, he was an All Star last year, and both of these guys are proven major league pitchers that are kind of you know trying to come back from one thing or another, whether whether it's a physical injury or, or whatever it may be. And the trade deadline's coming up here in about nine days, so um, the problem for the Braves right now is they just are they're kind of running out of time, you know, to try to. Evaluate and determine whether guys like Kevin Gosman, guys like Mike Fultonevitch will be able to, you know, help them um, in a postseason push. I think that you know these types of pitchers, these guys will will help in some fashion. But for the Braves, it comes down to you know when you when you stack this team up against a team like the Dodgers or even a team like the Nationals that has really good top of the rotation stuff. You know, can you match up with that? Because the playoffs is all about having those frontline pitchers. And I think that that's the one area the Braves really lack right now. You know, they've got a young guy, Mike Soroka, who knows if they're going to be protecting him as far as his innings are pitched uh, in the regular season. You got a guy like Dallas Keuchel, who's kind of abnormal because he's not your typical ace type of guy. You know, he's not your typical kind of prototype pitcher um, as, as, a, as a guy who throws in the in the low 90s or upper 80s and the ground ball guy. So. You know, you kind of have, um, you've got the bats that I I think will comfortably get you to the playoffs, but you know the team has to analyze kind of how it can improve itself to give itself a better chance against some of the top teams in baseball. And I'm mainly talking about the Dodgers because they will probably have to go through them to get to the World Series.
0: Yeah, I'm sure one of the hardest parts of Alex Anthopoulos' job right now is trying to figure out what he's got and then how to add to that should he choose to. But at this point. Do you think we can expect Mike Foltynewicz to come back and contribute and look at least somewhat like he did last year?
1: Yeah, you know, I think he's probably the hardest one to predict, right? Because right. it's not a physical injury; it's like a, it's a, he's kind of, it's just like his head. It's in his, he's kind of a head case, and you don't know how that's going to sort itself out. Sometimes these things do sort themselves out, and he could come back and and show that he's, you know, the all star that he showed himself to be last year. Uh, Or he could not be that guy. And I think that the Braves, at this point, with only nine days left till the trade deadline, and this team is trying to bolster itself to make a run in the postseason, you know, they have to figure out kind of just – I don't think they can rely on on someone like Mike fulton to be a top-of-the-rotation guy. Now, that doesn't mean that he won't help this team in some fashion uh, when it comes to either making a run for the playoffs or even if he's in a bullpen role uh, in the rotation or in a bullpen role in the playoffs um you know that could be he could help the team in that way too but I think it's really like it would be pretty risky to assume that he's going to come back and be a key factor for you
0: well you mentioned right there at the end you threw in about Fulton in the bullpen it worked for Sean Newcomb or at least it has yeah. thus far could it work for Fulton do you see that profiling is okay if he doesn't come back as a starter can he contribute from the pin
1: yeah, I mean, I think he does profile. He, you know, he's got the stuff. That's what you, you know, I think that that's huge in the bullpen. You don't have to be the most, you know, in command guy. You don't have to, um, you don't have to worry about getting through, you know, an entire start. You just have to get to that one inning, or maybe even that one that one hitter that you're coming into face if it's a matchup situation. And I think that that does set up well for for Mike. Um, and I think that we've seen. Like you said with Sean Newcomb, we've kind of seen how some guys can slip into this role and really perform. And it's something that, um, you know, it could lead to even longer term, you know, success for him. We talked to Max Reed earlier this season, and he really credits his time in the bullpen, in the Braves bullpen, as being a key contributor to why he's been so good as a starter because it really kind of sharpened his focus. You know, as a starter, it's easy to kind of get. You know, start thinking about your start in its entirety, and and, and think about things that are down the road. And as a as a as a guy coming out of the bullpen, you really have to be focused on every single batter and every single pitch that you're throwing, they're kind of magnified. And I think that that could be something that helps Mike out. You know, because he does, is a guy that kind of struggles with the mental side of things, as we've seen. So um, I would like to see him in the bullpen. I think it would be really surprising if he was not playing any sort of role on this team. You know, as the regular season winds down and going into the playoffs I'd be just I'd be really surprised it'd be such a waste you know it'd be really a shame if he wasn't kind of involved with the team in some form or fashion
0: with Sean Newcomb in the bullpen could you see that being a long-term situation for him or do you think the Braves will in the future probably not this year but in the future could you see them working him back into a starting role
1: yeah you know I, I, so uh, Gabe burns of the AJC just recently confirmed that Newcomb will be in the bullpen for the rest of the season and I know that that's something that Brian Snicker has been you know pretty adamant about because they've had some opportunities where they could have tried to work him in they did at one point he got a start here uh, right before he got hit in the head and that was really a shame that he got hit by that pitch because yeah you I, I don't know about you but I kind of felt robbed I just wanted to see like what he could give um, it, as a starter because he's been so good. Um, coming into that start out of the bullpen, um, I think long term I would hate to see him not try to get another get, get another go uh, in the rotation. I just think that you know his pedigree, uh, the stuff he has, you know, just even like his physical stature tonight. He just looks like a starting pitcher. He looks like a guy who should be starting, and you know it'd be a real shame if some of his was his physical limitations so early in his career you know, hold him back from that opportunity. I think he you know, helps the Braves tremendously in the bullpen role he's in now. But I think long term you definitely want to see him as a starter. I think that's how you maximize his values, how you unlock basically all the potential that he has to give you.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about Sean Newcomb and where he is in his role. I almost wonder if part of the reason I want him back in the rotation is because he's really the only piece we have left from that Angelton Simmons trade but that's something I look at, but I totally agree in terms of feeling robbed with his start because I felt like the way that with, you said with Max Fried, when he kind of sharpened that focus in the bullpen looks so good. I felt like we did get robbed, especially with Fulte and Gossman being down in the situation there.
1: Yeah, it would have been a great opportunity, you know, it would have been, it was an opportunity at the time where, you know, if he took it, there's a great chance that he's, he's, you know, still starting. Um, But, you know, just the way that that whole thing happened with him getting knocked out of the game so early kind of derailed all that, which is, yeah, just a shame.
0: And while we're talking about the rotation, I'm wondering, which guys can you rely on? I know you said Fulton Evich, you can't rely on him right now. Who can you rely on to be your playoff rotation in a series against maybe the Nationals or Dodgers or teams like you've mentioned?
1: Yeah, so that's and um here's where i I might have a a a little hotter take than than um other people have right now so you know i I think it's pretty clear pretty unanimous that you know mike soroka and and dallas Keichel are are up you know they're going to be starting in a playoff series of course they're going to be your top two and then behind them that's kind of where the questions start falling and right now honestly the guy i trust the most behind those two is julio tehran you know and i know that it's kind of a boring name he's He's not the, the, the sexiest of names now, uh, as, he, as he, maybe he once was when he was, you know, one of the top prospects in baseball. But I just – I respect the guy so much. And when you're in the clubhouse, you really get a feel for how important he is to the entire team and just, like, his, his leadership, um, his veteran, his experience. You know, he, he, I, it's funny. I say veteran experience. He's still in his 20s. He's still in his late 20s. But it feels like he's just – you know, he's been around for forever. The, you know kind of looks up to him a lot of the other guys on the staff and when you really need a start I feel like Julio can give it to you you know this team was in a rut just recently you know they, they were on a three-game losing streak and the third game of that streak was you know a really you know poor performance from Kyle Wright in the start which was unfortunate um but you know at that point after losing those three games in a row and Kyle Wright only giving you you know a little over two innings in his in the in that third loss you really needed someone to get you back on track and Julio did that to the Braves. He threw, you know, I forget what it was. I think five and two thirds, one in one run or something like that. And I just respect him so much for how he's adapted his game. You know, he used to be a guy who threw, who commanded the game with his stuff. You know, he was, uh, you know, mid nineties. You know, kind of would blow you away. And now he's he's totally changed his approach, and he's a different kind of pitcher. And I think you have to give him so much credit for kind of understanding that and um and doing things to to make himself better at this point in his career you know he's he talked with kevin gosman and uh and pitching coach for granite and he kind of and he ditched going out of the windup uh which i think has helped him it's helped him be a lot more consistent in my opinion so i think right now he's a guy i really trust and if it's like a big pressure pack game you know national TV in the playoffs i'd rather have him on the mound than max reed and that's not to say i don't like max reed at all in fact i i love know I want that veteran experience and I think that when the Braves are looking at what they want to try to you know add to their ball club I think that that's half of it is talent and the other half is that experience of who can you know be in that moment and thrive
0: well one part of this team that there's really not that much to ask about is the offense but yeah. I mean, they've been just so good. Who has impressed you most this year offensively for Atlanta? It's just been crazy productive.
1: Yeah, you know, recently it's it's Josh Donaldson. I mean, the guy is just unbelievable, and it's I'm you know really happy for him considering kind of all the flack he was getting earlier in the season when um, maybe you know the numbers were kind of there, but I don't know people the home run totals weren't right, and so I think that that's what a lot of people were looking for.
0: Hello and welcome into the Birds and Braves podcast. I'm Luke Winstall. Thank you all for tuning in. Today, I talked with Joe Patrick, a Braves reporter for 92.
1: Had him to, to bring to the team and they just weren't coming at the rate that people thought and people were getting upset. Obviously, there's the, the 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 usual suspects with uh, you know Ron Zacchini and uh, and Freddie Freeman, but I think the guy who's really been the biggest. of a game
0: well one area that has maybe been most in question for the Atlanta Braves this season has been the bullpen how do you feel about the bullpen in the playoffs the ERA has been really good since May but at times it's been a little inconsistent the team's blown a few saves but how do you feel heading into the playoffs where they are now
1: yeah you know I think that you know, like you said as the bullpen has been very good the ERA is good I think that it would be a mistake, not just for the Braves. Honestly, for any team that is contending at this point of the season, I think it would be a mistake not to go out and add a bullpen arm. There's enough of them out there, and it maybe not doesn't necessarily need to be a closer. A lot of teams would want closer, and those are going to be harder to come by and more pricey, of course. But I think it, it makes sense for any team that's contending at this point of the season to go out and bolster their bullpen with with a. With a His fastball upper 90s. And if you look at a lot of his, especially if you look at the blown saves that he's you know have that experience as well whether it's just to have them share it talking about it in the bullpen um you know and and kind of sharing that experience that way or someone who can come in and perform and pitch the ninth inning for you um but i think this team could use yeah I, i mean if i were them i would definitely be looking for a bullpen arm and preferably a closer but definitely somebody that could just help give you some more support in that area
0: I was going to ask you, for Luke Jackson, on a scale of 1 to 10, how comfortable are you with him closing in the regular season and how comfortable are you with him closing in the playoffs?
1: Yeah, so that's the thing is I'm totally comfortable with him closing in the regular season. And I think that, you know, like, look where it's got to the Braves to this point. They're one of the best teams in baseball. They're one of, like, five teams in baseball that has 50 wins so far this season. So I think that's fine. But, you know, obviously when you get to the postseason – everything matters
0: about the rotation and the bullpen. What would you say are the Braves' top three needs, in order from most to least?
1: Ooh, top three. Um, this is funny because really, I've only been I've only been concerned with this team uh, with really two needs, and that's okay. starting. And- On a closer, that that closer can actually affect the game in a positive way for you, and and kind of be a decent return on your investment. And so that's why I would prioritize a starting pitcher. Um, and you know, there's you know tons of names out there, of course, but um, yeah. So I'd go to starting pitcher and then reliever, and then you know, because other than that, I don't really know where exactly you upgrade this team. Like you know, you're not messing with the catching situation right now. It's probably the weakest area of the Braves, although Brian McCann's been amazing this season. Uh, I just don't know like what other position or area you really could realistically strengthen at this point if you're the Braves.
0: Yeah, I agree with, with that totally. Now, you said there's a lot of names out there. Are there any that have stuck out to you? Are there any that you think would be a good fit based off of what the pitcher would bring, whether it's a starter or reliever, and also factoring in what the Braves would have to give up to get them?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, man, it's a tough one. It's a tough market out there right now because, you know, there's just not a lot of that kind of top of the rotation stuff. There's lots of, like, you know, kind of middle of the rotation guys who could help, could maybe not offer you a ton of benefits. So I think, you know, for me, he's the name that's been thrown out there the most. It's, it's the most rumored name. It's probably the hottest guy Matt Bumgarner for me is the guy that the Braves should be kind of looking at the most. And the reason I say that is because of what we've talked about earlier about, you know, bringing in a guy who has that experience um, who has that kind of those bona fides, you know, to that you feel like he can definitely make an impact for you in a playoff series. If you bring in a guy like a Marcus Stroman or, any, you know, a lot of these guys who are more like, you know, you know, third in the rotation type of pitchers, how much are they really going to offer you? How much are they? How much better are they really than what you already have in a Julio Tehran or or a Max Fried or you know if, if Kevin Gausman or Mike Foltynewicz gets it going? Like you know, like how big of a benefit are you getting from one of those guys um, that you don't already have? So and and of course you'll have to spend on those guys. So for me, Madison Bumgarner is really the only guy out there that gives you a legitimate difference maker. And I wasn't as high on Bumgarner what was it like you know maybe six weeks ago he was not pitching as well but he's been in a really great vein of form recently he's really turning things around and you know the more i've thought about it, i've just thought about kind of what he you know he's probably holding himself back a little bit he's probably not going full bore um he's probably you know knows that he's going to be making a playoff run with some team and he knows that that's when he needs to be peaking so i have full confidence in him that he would be able to do that i think he's really the only guy out there that is almost surely would be a difference maker for the braves
0: well i'm wondering if the braves were to stand pat and not make any moves can they make it to the world series as is in your opinion
1: uh well of course it's possible but i don't i wouldn't bet on them <laughs> you, yeah. know, you know i would you know the way that this team is constructed right now, in my opinion is like, you know, you've got all these, bats. that's great for the regular season that, that can, that can carry you through and give you a really good record. And I think we're seeing that from the Braves right now. But again, when you like put, uh, put the Braves starting rotation up against a team like the Dodgers, you know, you just doesn't stack up even a team like the nationals. Um, I really feel like this team needs a starting pitcher. <laughs> and, uh, I feel, I feel like I'm repeating myself now, but, um, yeah, you know, can they win the World Series? Sure, I, wouldn't, I would not bet on it at all if they don't make a move at all. And I would be, I would be pretty shocked if, if they don't make a move. I, I think it's almost certain that they will do something. You know, like I said, if, if anything, even just to put, get a, at a bullpen arm of some sort to, to reinforce, uh, I think I think they'd be pretty foolhardy not to, not to do that.
0: If you're the GM of the Braves right now, are there any prospects in the system that you deem untouchable that you wouldn't put in a package even for Bumgarner, or anybody? Uh, yeah,
1: I, yeah, you can't kind of touch on this. I forgot to answer it. Um, you know, it's see, and this is the bad thing about Bumgarner is that he's going to be a six month rental, and you don't know if you're going to keep him. You have no control. So, <laughs> how much could you give up? I would not. I would not want to give up. You know, Waters and Pache are obviously. The big names and I would not give up either of them uh for for Bum Bumgarner I would try to do something where I know Ian Anderson's another guy that you know a lot of very smart people that I trust are saying that they would not give up and you know I just feel like I'd be more willing to part with a guy like Ian Anderson because the Braves have so many arms like they have to they have to leverage some of these arms they have into deals because they its simply a numbers game. You know, there's just not enough spots to go around for all these young pitchers that they have coming through the system, and the guys that are already have already graduated and are and are playing at the major league level. When you talk about Soroka, Freed, Newcomb, uh, Tukey, you know, uh, Bryce Wilson, Kyle Wright—that's five right there. And then you, that's not even touching the Ian Anderson, Joey Wentz—you know—all these other guys. So I really think they need to leverage some of these guys even you know Mike Fultonevitch i think they could, they could i i still think Mike Fulton-Evich would be a very valuable trade piece um, but as far as that going back to the prospects i just i can't find myself to part with waters or Pache. like those two guys to me are just like they can be all-star outfielders and uh, an absolute key centerpiece to your team for you know you have you would have full control of them for 6 years it's just very hard for me to 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 get rid of one of those guys for somebody for a pitcher that you'll have for six months when you will probably be probably in a similar situation next season you know this team is built with a solid foundation and will be competitive for many years to come so you don't want to just kind of you know uh kind of over over bet your hand at right here at the beginning you know you you want to be patient you want to be smart about it And make sure that you're not kind of, yeah, betting the house on everything right now.
0: Awesome, Joe. That's all the questions I had for you. Thank you so much for your time and for joining me on the show.
1: All right, Luke. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, man.
0: You're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to my interview with Joe Patrick, 92.9 The Game Braves reporter. Now, my main takeaway from the interview was that if the Braves go – and get a starting pitcher. That pitcher has to be better, more reliable, and you have to have more confidence in them than you already do in the veteran Julio Tehran. For Atlanta right now, your playoff rotation is headed by Soroka and Keikel. That's awesome. You want to have at least a third guy. Right now, you don't know what you're gonna get from Gossman, Fried, or Fulte down the stretch, so you look to acquire a third guy. For me, I like Marcus Stroman, but is he a better guy for the playoffs than Julio Tehran? I think they're about even. And considering the prospects you'd have to give up to go get Stroman, I'm not sure that would make as much sense as a blockbuster deal for like a Bumgarner or a Cindergarten. But for Atlanta, the key is balancing the fact that they can contend for a World Series right now. But they also have to balance on the other end that they can contend for years in the future. So you don't want to give up the prospects that are going to help you do that. You want to have the window open now, but also in the future. Kind of one eye on the present, one eye on the future. So for Atlanta, it's going to take a lot. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to make a blockbuster deal because of the top prospects they'd have to give up. But I think they could make a few more underrated acquisitions. Maybe a little something like what the Braves did to get Kevin Gossman last year giving up some B-level or C-level prospects in a package to go and get him. So for Atlanta, it's going to be interesting at the deadline. Stay tuned, and thank you to Joe for coming on and doing a preview with me and sorting out some of the chaos that surrounds the team at the deadline. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Luke Quinstal, and I'll see you back soon.